0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 66, Releasing What's in the Way with Hale Dwoskin.
1: You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome back to Changeable. Changeable. If you have listened to this podcast ever 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 before if this is your first episode ignore what I'm about to say but if you've ever listened to any of this before if you've ever listened to me ever in any way before you probably know that the kind of change we talk about here really the the way change happens the way we we become shifted from the inside out we have deep and lasting Change is not through doing stuff. Now, we might do stuff, but that's not the ultimate source of the change. We are changed. We don't do change. We don't make change happen. We are changed when we kind of get that glimpse beyond our thinking, when we get that peek behind the curtain, when we have that sense I use that word all the time sense, or we get a feel for who we really are, and how we really work. It's not its not a thing we get to by action. Now, we do actions. That's great. But the action isn't the ultimate cause or source of the change. Change is happening all the time. We're just simply in the way. So when we see around the ways that we're in the way, that's a mouthful, but when we see around all our thinking, basically, all our beliefs and concepts that we're clinging to and the fear and and emotion and psychology that we're clinging to, that we're afraid of, when we see around that or behind it or beyond it or something, that's where change is just sitting there waiting to happen. And so the way that I love to help people experience that is by just exploring what is it really like let's have a conversation about it let's look at it let's let's play with it in a what if kind of way what if all that experience is not who you are what if that's not even your experience those aren't even your opinions so to me that's awesome and fun and relatively easy because it's not a bunch of monotonous practices and um And I just see it all the time, open things up for people by just being in an open-minded kind of exploration about this. So my guest on today's episode is Hale Dwoskin, and Hale is the co-founder of Sedona Training Associates, and that's where they teach the Sedona Method. Years ago, the Sedona Method has been around for years, right, about 45, Um, years ago, I studied. I'm sure many of you have come across it at various points. and, and it's kind of this method. Hill talk, talks about it in the episode. but it's, it's this practice. It's, it's very um, consistent. It has a series of questions and things that you ask and things that you do. and it in their words, it allows you to kind of release what's in the way. So let go of all of that psychology that's in the way of who we really are helps us let go of, of emotion that feels so heavy and real and personal. And it helps us let go of thinking that feels like it's in the way. Now, the big question that I explore with Hale, there's many things, but my biggest question going into this conversation with Hale was, okay, if our experience is always changing anyway, if it isn't ours if it's flowing through us if it doesn't belong to us if we don't need to do anything about it because we are so well by nature why the strategies like why the set number of questions and the walking people through that that process and i think you'll enjoy his answer it was you know it was a really honest kind of question on my behalf because in many ways i don't really get why we do that But I really came to appreciate and respect his view on it. And, you know, I was a little skeptical because on the surface, it looks like Hale and I um, stand behind very different things, but I just want to uh, make it very clear that that's only on the surface, that there is so, like what he points to, what I point to, what, what, what every religion points to, what every every, you know, spiritual person who's seen anything points to is the same. It's that one common essence in everything and we all have different ways of pointing. And Hale and I have different ways of pointing, but it became incredibly clear as I was speaking with him, even before I started talking with him, that hey, we are really pointing in the same place here. So I just want to say that, you know, like we the surface level differences, who cares? Why would we want to argue or worry about, oh, he does a strategy in practice and Amy doesn't? Well, that's fine. We're just different in that way. I have brown hair. He has gray hair. Big deal. Sorry, Hill. I think you had gray hair. I don't know. <laughs> I apologize if you don't have gray hair, but you know what I mean? Like it's who cares about how we share this stuff really i mean if people are hearing it and it's helpful and it's opening up something within us wonderful and then and then that surface stuff like we're all going to gravitate toward what makes most sense for us and feels most helpful for us when it comes to do i do, do a strategy first do i not and i just think you know again naturally if if the strategy gets in the way then it'll get in the way for people and they'll move on to something else if it doesn't, if it helps and it facilitates, it sometimes for some people, wonderful. So, with that, enjoy this very interesting conversation with Hale Dwoskin. Hi, Hale. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: Yeah, really, really looking forward to talking with you. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear for for people who are kind of newer to you. I assume everyone or most people listening um, are at least somewhat familiar with the Sedona method and probably with your books and your work. Um, But I'm curious, I would love to hear just a little bit about your early journey, because I've heard that way back 40 some years ago, right back in the 70s, when you first came across your mentor, Lester Levinson, you were kind of a seeker, as I think many of us are. (laughs) And so I'm really interested in... um, Hearing, you know, what was different about Lester and what was different oh, about sure, this, sure. this method as opposed to other things?
1: Well, first of all, you're right. I, when I met Lester in 1976, I was only 22 years old. Wow. A mere being, uh, and But I had already been a seeker since I was a teenager. And I had done the S training, uh, actualizations, rebirthing, yoga, tai chi, um. Uh, uh, what else did I do I uh, read you you name it I tried it and really done it full tilt yeah and then uh, Wester came as a a, um, a guest to as at a seminar that I had organized for another seminar year. and when I met Wester he was the first man I had met and I I've been a, I've led a very fortunate life, and that I've met other uh, people who were fully realized after rested. But he was the very first person I had met who was no longer seeking. You could tell just from being with him that there was this purity and clarity and peace and love that was unshakable, and he still. He wasn't just a little ahead of me like many of the other people I've met before. He was done, cooked, full, complete. (laughs) And I I love that about him. And I was so moved that I decided, all he said about the course is, you sit around the table. This was, it was a very different format back then. It was done over two weekends in a classroom setting where you sat around the table. And he said, all he said is, you you we sit around the table and release, and I had no idea even what that meant. But I, I thought if it could get me a little bit of what he was an obvious living embodiment of, I was interested. So and I signed up on the spot. And I, well, I didn't sign up with him? I called his organization, signed up. It was on course the very next weekend, and before the course was even over, over I realized that this is what I came this lifetime to do. Uh, It was just really clear. And I've never wavered. That was 43 years ago. Wow. Uh, This November will be 43 years. Wow. uh, It's been an amazing journey because all the things he said were possible have been actualized here with this body mind, and I've seen them actualized as well with hundreds of thousands of people all over the planet. It, this tool really does help you recognize the truth of who you are and at the same time have be or do whatever you choose
0: Wow, I love that um, that what Drew you to him so much was just this feeling. It wasn't a thing he said or a or a concept he taught. Or it was. It just feels like it's so much bigger than that. Like you just knew. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, what? um, Tell us for people who aren't as familiar, just in a nutshell, what the tool is. What the Sedona Method is.
1: Oh, sure. The Sedona Method is a simple, powerful, easy to learn and easy to duplicate tool that shows you how to have a natural ability that everyone has but as adults we seldom ever use it and that's our natural ability to let go of the stress the tension the anxiety the limiting thoughts feelings and beliefs that are holding us back and causing us suffering and it's based on this on several simple things one is that feelings are just feelings they're not facts and they're not you, and you can let them go. And that what you truly are is already whole, is already complete, is already enough as it is. Right here, right now. And so that can become your living experience. You can actually learn through direct experience to just live from a state of grace, a state of freedom, a state of love, a state of peace. And the tool shows you how to do that by eliminating all the inner obstacles that says you can't.
0: Yeah. So the understanding behind it, the, the, the reason it works, the reason you do this is, like you said, because like we can do this and, and feel some release and feel some peace because we are that peace already, because yes. we're whole already, and because, like you yeah. said, feelings come and go, and they're not who we are anyway.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the ability to let go of all these obstacles is we come in with it. But as, through mature, maturing into adults, yeah. we, it gets trained out of us. But when you get re-in-touch with it as an adult, it then is at your service for the rest of your life.
0: So do um do we need the tool? Like we don't need the tool because like you said, we come born with it, right? So yes. can you say a well, little bit well, about we don't that. Need the
1: tool, but but what I found is that people do need to learn, relearn how to do it. In other words, I'm not teaching you something that you don't already intuitively know. Mm-hmm. But have you ever intuitively known something and couldn't access it? Couldn't uh, use it. Couldn't bring it into your life. Yeah. Well, this is this is the same. So you certainly don't need a tool to be what you already are. But having a tool that shows you how to let go of those things that are preventing you from living it and being it moment to moment is something that's invaluable.
0: Yeah. So would you say the the I don't, I don't know how to say it exactly, but the point, I guess, is, is more on the side of seeing who we really are, seeing what's there beyond our experience than it is about having a different experience. So, cause yeah. in other words, it's not about feeling better or like making this feel.
1: Well, it's, it's both. It's, it's, it's not either or, it's and. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, ultimately the most important thing is to recognize that what you are has never been removed. what you are is beyond the experience of the body. mind. But at the same time, and what this is also what's unusual about this is we embrace both sides. There are many non-dual teachers who will just tell you, forget about your life, forget about doing anything. Just, just focus on rediscovering the truth of who you are and all, everything else will take care of itself. Well, and any technique, uh, that's designed to help you discover this for yourself is a waste of time. And in many cases, that's true. But in my experience, it isn't ultimately true. It's very helpful to learn how to let go of what it's, whatever is inside of you that keeps pulling you back into suffering. And also it's, it's possible and helpful. To, uh, to learn to, to let go so that you can also live a, a more fulfilling full life, having, being, doing what you choose. It, it's not one or the other. They go in harmony. The same obstacles that prevent you from living as true are the same obstacles that prevent you from having more money, better relationships, and great health.
0: Yeah. I no, I, I really love that um because I, I think we've all probably felt that where it's a an either or. It's like you're yeah. super spiritual, but then you're not human and and right. are human or yeah. you're really bogged down in the weeds of psychology and then you're ignoring the whole bigger truth behind it. So I love mm-hmm. that that bridge. It balances
1: both and it shows you how to get to, to, to both get out of the weeds, uh, have what you want and and be what you are.
0: Yeah. So um, so the method itself is a series of questions, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what are the questions?
1: Well, um, the questions, there are a series of questions. Now, the, the basic questions, let me explain what we mean by letting go first. Pick up okay. a pen or a pencil. Good. Mm-hmm. And those of you watching at home, do the same thing. So for the sake of this analogy, this pen or this pencil represents our unwanted emotions. Uh, And you can use any object. It doesn't matter. And your hand represents your gut or your awareness. What we usually do is we usually do this. So Mm -hmm. grip it really tight. And we do this so much that we don't realize we're doing it. And if we did this long enough, it would start to feel really uncomfortable, but also really familiar. But we have, because this is not, roll this around your hand. Is it attached to your hand? Nope. Obviously not. But it's even in our language. We don't usually say, I feel sad. We say, I'm sad. Yeah. Or we don't say, about well, I am feeling." We say, I'm angry. But every emotion is, and every limiting thought, feeling, and belief is, is attached to us. Is this object is attached to your hand. Now turn your hand upside down and just let, let go of the pen. Or the hand. That's how easy it can be to shift your consciousness to let go of the any emotion, and so the first set of tools that we teach is is this is only a small percentage of it, but this is this first set of questions is very simple. So why don't I say the questions and then actually give people an experience of going through the process? Would that be okay? Yeah. Okay. Because just saying the questions, they it's sound bites, but I'd rather give people a direct experience. Perfect. Okay, good. So the quest first I'll tell you the questions we're gonna use. The first question is to after you focused on something you want to feel free about, you the first question is, could you just simply allow or welcome or be present with whatever you're experiencing? Then the next three questions are, could you let it go? And could you just means is it possible? Can, is it, can you do it? And if you're able to drop the object, then I know you can. The second question is, would you? And that just means, are you willing to? And if you're ever having some doubt, you can ask yourself, would I rather be free and have what I want? Would I rather let this go? So then it becomes easier. And the last question is, when? And when is an invitation to decide to do it now? And so when we go through these questions together, you may find you let go on uh, could you, you may find you let go on would you, you may find you let go on when, you may find you let go on all, but you may even find you let go, start to let go, just by allowing or welcoming what you're experiencing. So let's do it together. So think of some situation in your life that you find stressful or bothersome. And by the way, I'm going to do it with everyone, so I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. You can just follow along, okay? Okay. So allow yourself to think of some issue in your life that you'd like to feel freer about. And by the way, you can do this eyes open or eyes closed, whoever you're more comfortable. Okay. And then could you just welcome or allow or be present with whatever that stirs up inside of you? And then... In as best you can, just for now, could you let it go? Just could you? Would you? When? So that's one set of questions. Let's run through at least one more time. So, again, focus on the same thing and just notice how you feel. Be present with it, allow it as best you can. And you may already notice a difference. Mm -hmm. And then as best you can just for now, could you let that feeling go? Just could you? Would you? <laughs> when? <laughs> See that that is the, the first set of questions we teach as part of this process because they're so simple. Now that, actually that's part of people struggle often, isn't they? It's so simple. They think, oh, I can't, that, something so simple can't be so helpful. I've had people let go of fears and phobias, let go of anger they've had for decades, let go of all sorts of issues without, with just doing that first piece. And the reason I know that is we used to send out introductory tapes and CDs and then eventually DVDs that tore just that one piece. And we get testimonials daily just from the free sample. (laughs) Uh, And so if you practice even just those questions on your own, you'll start to see a difference.
0: There's just something about, uh, I don't know what it is, but... Looking at it in that way, the stuff that kind of just runs in the background—that yeah. in our when we don't examine it—and and I don't know that we need to constantly examine, but it's like just this little process, even of of pulling it here and being like, "Oh, this guy's even questioning. Like, could I let it go? When will I let it go? I must be able to let it go." Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. a thing exactly. That's exactly. There, that just runs when we don't look there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Just entertaining the possibility. Yeah. That you can let go of all your hurts and your pain and your limitation. You start to do it again because it is natural. Young children do this naturally. Yeah. Have you ever seen a young child fall down and you look around to see if they need to be upset?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: You know, catch someone's eye, oh, daddy, yeah. kissed it. And then one kiss and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, so that natural ability. We we come in with it. and because it's natural, it get as you get reacquainted with, it, as you learn all the different ways of applying it, as you see how you can use it for goals and decisions and all the adult things that we usually want to do, it then becomes part of our living experience again. Yeah. And it, it's incredibly useful.
0: I think that learning piece is huge for people to see, you know, we, we can just let this stuff go. It, and it's not even about the process or the questions. It's like that. Like you said, this just sort of opens us up to show us, Hey, we're just like those kids. We just gotten into the exactly. habit of holding on to stuff.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. You know, that's a big piece. And the more you experience it directly, the more it lives in you and you, the more you can, instead of, bottling it up or holding on or resisting or railing against the world you let go and then you handle the world you master the world and you master yourself
0: so do you still use the process or is it become a thing where it's like it becomes just so sort of conditioned you or you know i don't know if that's the right way to say it but like do you just know so deeply what's behind the process that you don't have to go through the process anymore? I rarely need
1: to do a process.
0: Yeah. Usually it's
1: completely spontaneous. Yeah, Something arises and I watch it leave yeah. without effort. And the, the, our, the, our goal in teaching people this is so they can get to the same thing, that they don't have to be doing a process all the time. In the beginning, yes, it's, it can be a little, uh, uh, it takes a little time and focus. Yeah. But, Once you you experience it enough, it becomes second nature. And instead of suppressing your emotions or throwing them at people, you learn you have an alternative to just let them go. And that, in and of itself, changes everything.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it's because it's not even that it's a a new habit or anything. It's more, I'm guessing, that you start to just have insights into what's behind it, which is what you're saying. Like, we just start to insightfully, deeply, absolutely, without question, know that this stuff, that the pen's not attached to my hand. So, exactly. you know, so you feel the pen in your hand, but it's just done as soon as you feel it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, that, and, and as you get more and more comfortable with it, it's more and more spontaneous and natural and easy.
0: Yeah. I love that. So, so I, I work with a lot of people uh, sharing kind of similar to what we're talking about, the bigger understanding of who we are and we're not our thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Um, in, in particular with a lot of people with anxiety and habits. Yes. So I wonder with something like a habit, um, someone overeats or over drinks or whatever, um, oh. What, it, what would you kind of have them release? Like how do you, is it, yeah, how do you do That's that? That's a
1: really good question. So there's several things. First of all, most habits are locked in place by the emotion that we're using the habit to avoid or to medicate. Yeah. So we're self-medicating all the time. Yeah. And when you release that emotion, very often the habit itself drops away. When you try to get yourself to stop doing something without dealing with that inner motivator, it just keeps happening. And so uh, it varies from person to person what the motivation is. But if as you get in touch with that feeling motivation and let it go, then the, 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 the tendency or the habit itself drops away. And one of the ways you can do it, for instance, I'll use food as an example. Uh, and I've seen people lose a huge amount of weight from this without dieting And what they did is they made a pact with themselves that they could eat whatever they wanted. But what they made it also agreed with themselves is that when they were reaching for the food or the cookie or the, the bread or the dessert or the extra portion, they would release whatever emotion was behind them wanting to do that. And then if they still wanted it, they could have it. Yeah. And just by doing that, people, again, without changing their diet or forcing themselves into a new habit pattern, had whole habits <laughs> drop away. And people have done the exact same thing with smoking. Yeah. It's a little more dangerous with things like that really change your consciousness, like alcohol. There, it's better to uh, it, it's better to decide to uh, to to restrain uh, the the behavior, but then still look for the the emotion that that's causing you to want to re- reach for the drink, for instance, mm-hmm. and let it go. And then what happens is the desire for the drink drops away.
0: You know, I mean, I think. For me, like uh, that, that's to the heart of everything. And it's why we stay stuck in these habits and we, and they get worse and worse over time because we beat ourselves up and think, I've tried all the right strategies. I've tried to stop eating or stop drinking or stop the behavior. We're just, we're just pushing it at our our coping mechanism, (laughs) which just makes us more mad and makes us want it even more. It's so ironic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, so again,
1: true change starts from the heart. It starts from the inside out. When you shift inside, the world reflects it. If you try to move the pieces around in the world, it, at best, it's temporary. And usually, it doesn't even work that well to even get a temporary fix. But when you make a permanent inner shift, Then the world reflects it, and it and it's easy also to maintain it because it's based on an inner shift, as opposed to just trying to manipulate. the
0: it's it's where when you don't have that inner shift, you stop overeating, but then you pick up smoking or you pick up something else, and so this gets push one thing down and another thing pops up. Whack a mole, yes. (laughs) It's like this exactly. 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 Yeah,
1: the inner shift is what's most important, and letting go is is the key to making the shift. And the other key is self-recognition. In this moment, you are wholeness. Mm -hmm. You are your light, your love, your truth. You already are that. And you can recognize that in any moment. Letting go supports that dramatically, but the other part of the Sedona Method is based on the fact that you already are that perfection, you're seeking in everything else, and you can get in touch with that directly, and we also teach that, how to get in touch with that more directly and more easily, until that also becomes your living experience, that you're not limited to what the mind says you're limited to. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. So just to wrap up, I want to ask you about this little quote. Um, it's not even a, well, maybe it is a full sentence that I saw in your bio that I just, as soon as I read this, I just fell into this piece. So I just want to talk about it and hear you talk about it. Um, so it's a Lester Levinson quote. And he says, even the impossible becomes completely possible when you're fully released on it. So yes. say a bit about what that what oh, that: Oh,
1: sure, sure. Again, when... I've seen this happen with myself and with literally hundreds of thousands of other people. The mind is what tells you you can't. The mind is what tells you you can't. The mind is what creates the obstacles that you think are out in the world. And when you fully release the inner obstacles, you, you feel like anything is possible. And you find that y- you, you get to a place of, of ho- what West used to call hootlessness, where you're okay whether or not it happens. And when you're hootless, when you're at peace or, or in acceptance about the way that it is or what you're wanting to achieve, then things just transform, transform almost miraculously. And it's wonderful to watch.
0: Oh, love that. and because I mean, the only thing ever in the way, and it's not even really in the way, but the only thing ever having us think that there's something in the way is a moving yes. experience that we can release, right? that's yeah. gonna gonna move right by. Yes, exactly. I love that. And I love hootlessness because we talk we talk a lot about um, getting to a place where you just don't care how you feel anymore, and which is a similar thing, right? It's like it's a feeling when
1: Sounds like what you're doing is highly confident.
0: Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. This is such a great conversation, Hale. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Has your life been impacted by this understanding and you want to help others experience the same? If you would love to help people end habits and addiction, find freedom from anxiety, and open up to this incredible way of seeing life, I can teach you how in the Change Coach Training and Certification Program. Check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash training.